0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. I'm sure our guest today is the kind of people who really ignite us with her passion and we're going to talk about the speaking careers and how we can light the fire in in our our careers. Heather Hansen O'Neill is an international speaker, author, adventurer and entrepreneur using her action-packed experience to fire up audiences. She stimulates vibrant energy, focus and action for those who want to collaborate effectively, lead change and achieve massive results with expertise in virtual, hybrid, and live events, as well as her focus on helping individuals and companies break through fear judgments, and blocks to reach sales and leadership success, Heather's innovative keynotes are in high demand during these changing times. Hello, Heather.
1: Hello, Oscar. Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: It's a real pleasure talking with you, Heather. We going to be fun absolutely <laughs> super fun so definitely want to hear a bit more about yourself tell us your journey how, how everything started wow. until today
1: well happy to share I'll try to make it concise it's been quite the journey I'm not sure how much you really want to know but I'll go back a little <laughs> ways I started my business almost 25 years ago now so I have been speaking for a living for that mm-hmm. amount of time which is kind of crazy when I think about it um, prior to that I was in advertising sales prior to that I was a professional dancer so I am mm-hmm. familiar with the stage mm-hmm. uh, it it came fairly naturally to me. Uh, however, I wasn't familiar with entrepreneurship. Hmm. It was something that a mentor of mine had suggested. I really was never thinking of starting a speaking business. And he said, uh, you know, I think that you're a fireball. That's where my fire brand comes from. <laughs> he said, I think you're a fireball and wow. you should start your own business and I'll be your first paying client. <laughs> and if you do a great job, I will tell everybody. And if you don't do a great job, I won't tell anybody. And I was like, wow, this is a win-win. I have to do this. <laughs> and so that's the, uh, the rest is history, I guess, as you say.
0: Wow. So yeah, it's yeah. So you, you...
1: lots of ups and downs, though, Oscar. I'm not going to say that it's been all easy, but it's been a blast.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and it's great that you found quite early uh, this uh, business mentor who encouraged you to, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to start with his career. Just for curiosity, as you mentioned, one o- among the things you have done is is dances. What kind of dances you were doing?
1: Oh, I. Uh, I started dancing professionally at 13. They would take Mm -hmm. me from my school and pay me to go dance at other schools. And then I did a lot. I'm classically trained in ballet, but most Mm -hmm. of my performance was in jazz and modern New York city, you know, Broadway off Broadway touring. Mm -hmm. I, it was an amazing journey and I learned so much that I use in, in leadership and running a business So much of it actually comes from my dance career.
0: Wow. Excellent. Yeah, I'm sure. Super, super interesting.
1: The discipline in particular. mm -hmm. You know, I I think that people uh, see dance as just being a whole lot of fun, which it is. Mm -hmm. But there's a tremendous amount of discipline that goes into it. And that has helped me stay on track with my business, even during difficult times like what we've been experiencing lately.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Discipline, absolutely. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's something that it's, it's yeah. In some some types of uh, activities, such as dance or sports or some some activities, yeah. discipline is is a, it's an essential part. So you have to do it, <laughs> practice, practice, and and put the hours. Right. But in order, it's not like that. So you don't you don't feel it that it's it's a must. Uh, but at least in entrepreneurship, where we are, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, we need a lot of that. It's good. Definitely. That you. Yeah, it's great that you remind us that.
1: And know. it's helpful that, you know, you, especially we talk about, you know, you started the show talking about getting fired up and staying fired up in our speaking careers. It's important. It's, it's up to us, right, to be yes. the ones to do that. We can't rely on other people to get us motivated when mm. we just feel like sitting on the couch. It's completely up to us.
0: Yeah, exactly. We don't have the the coach even when we don't have the other dancers or players so right. we are alone it's like <laughs> <laughs> exactly we need even more discipline and right. yeah and as you said also when we were talking about what you're doing lately in, in these these times where things are are different and evolving all the time but yeah i think it's uh, quite challenging times it's it important is. to yeah. um, to bring our motivation to to light our fires the way you 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 call it, um, <laughs> in our careers. It, is,
1: it it's really important and you know it has been incredibly difficult for a lot of the speakers that i know especially you know i i am an energetic speecher, speaker and i love to be on a stage in front of a lot of people but obviously that's not been something that we've been able to do so a lot of those mm. speaking engagements were canceled uh, but the fact that, and, you, know, you know, with your expertise in tech, it, it's like, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but understanding technology and being able, like I have the home studio and the, the cameras, the lights, the, you know, everything to enable me to transition mm-hmm. to virtual keynotes. And I think that that's really important to be prepared, to be able to adjust, be a, adaptable to the situation. I was very lucky that my topic being on change and breaking through fear mm-hmm. has been very popular. So mm-hmm. even though I a lot of my live events were canceled, I ended up having a great year because so many companies needed to share the strategies on how to navigate change, how to stay motivated, how to keep that fire burning, um, work together as a team when you're not in the office. These are things that have been very important to share with these companies, and that's really helped me a lot this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, it's um, quite needed to to hear and to remind us about all about mm-hmm. how to how to face changes. Uh, and as you said also, I think it's for everybody at this point clear that we need to learn a bit more about the technology, you know, behind the cameras, recording, lighting, and everything that I'm uh, mm-hmm. doing all this virtual. Yeah. We really need to learn more and be more comfortable, right? Because it's a different environment. Uh,
1: right. And that comes from practicing. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that before, is that we can't, you know, you may be, an incredible live speaker, but just not accustomed to the technology. So you mm. have to practice just the same way that we do when we're doing a live event, right? And that's why it's important for us to remember and not undervalue ourselves as speakers. Just because it's a virtual event doesn't mean that we don't put in just as much, sometimes more mm. time and energy in making sure that it's extraordinary, right?
0: Yes, definitely i heard some people that they they i burn or they spend more energy when they have to present mm-hmm. in front of uh in front of zoom in front of camera mm.
1: it, it is it's hard because you have to give just as much energy and you're just not getting it back mm-hmm. in in that in yes. that virtual format for me i get the energy from the people that are live mm-hmm. and it's hard in particular when you've got large audiences in virtual. And so it's more of a webinar. So you can't see their faces at all. That's incredibly difficult to keep that energy going. And, and just another reason why we A practice, why we B have to fill our own wealth and mm-hmm. allow for some of the joyful activities that bring us the energy that will be required when we go into these virtual
0: events. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is different environment things, new things to learn. But could you now tell us to summarize what how can we light the fire in our careers, speaking careers? Uh.
1: Well, you know it's an ongoing thing, so I will say ongoing curiosity is a big one that we we never stop learning that helps to keep that fire burning like when we don't make an assumption that okay, I'm an expert in this area, so I'm just gonna put in the hours for me, I love learning new things every day, whether it's the technology, whether it's about speaking in general, whether it's about Uh, leadership or whatever it might be, continuing to learn and grow, especially if you're an influencer, if you're a speaker, we have to always be on the edge with that. Staying passionate, I guess, because of my dance background, I am a firm believer in the power that our body has to keep us going. So it's it's like a a cycle. So we know the power that our mind has to keep us motivated by shifting our focus onto something that's more positive or re-energizing. But it's the reciprocal nature of moving our body, also energizing us. So we have different ways that we can come at it so that we can stay passionate, energized, focused. And then the third one I think would be to make it bigger than you. I think it's really important that we don't look at our speaking careers about being about us. It's, you know, it's tempting Mm -hmm. (laughs) as speakers to be, oh, you know, it's about me, it's my career, it's my business, right? But it's not. In order for us to keep that fire burning, it has to be bigger than us. Some bigger purpose, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me, I do a lot of contribution, a lot of giving back. And and so whatever it is that enables us to to see beyond just us and our careers, that helps to keep that passion going as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The importance of purpose, yeah, definitely. That that was that keeps us going. It's, it's, it's essential. I, I definitely agree with that.
1: That's right.
0: And if you can also give us some, I don't know, some tactics or habits to uh, related to what you have just just said, this three points you just said.
1: Sure, sure. So. Regarding the ongoing curiosity, you know, staying on top of it, as far as listening to podcasts like this, Mm -hmm. uh, reading, getting outside of your traditional frame of reference, and the movement element of it is to, you know, to make a habit every day, everything that I talk about needs to be looked at from a standpoint of habits and patterns, right? So. We get into these habits and patterns, and sometimes it just becomes rote, right? Like it's, this is what I do, um, and, and it seems to be okay. It seems to be working. But if we're not aware, if we don't take the time to consciously look at our habits and our patterns, how we start every day, how we allow, some people allow other people's priorities to begin their day when they immediately turn to their phone and checking Facebook or emails, you're now at the whim of other people, but being conscious with your patterns of how you start the day in a routine that is mindful or including movement or getting back to the core of gratitude or or purpose, um, that it's important to make it a habit. And that is how we can continually grow and learn is when we are conscious and know that we control these habits and patterns and not allow them to be controlled for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah definitely the, yeah the habits that will allow us to uh, to keep. It- Keep keep going, no matter the distractions, as you said, distractions, uh, Mm -hmm, some of the things that... Because
1: they're out there, we live in a very distracted world, you know that, right? So, it is very tempting to make your habit uh, related to what everybody else wants of you. (laughs) You know, the noise out there in the world, whether it's from your computer or your phone or your teammates or... You know, there are always a million different things trying to get your attention. And that's why it's more important to consciously choose where you want to spend your time, who you want to spend your time with, how you want to continue to grow and to serve.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I know you also talk about um, the belief blocks that mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. in, in anybody, but also, of course, in in, in professional speakers. Yes. that somehow stop us from reaching more success or more continuous success. So um, how to fund them, mm-hmm. how to f- discover them, and then how to well, uh, release them?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I could spend a couple of hours on that one. So I'll <laughs> just give you the overview. We we are often unaware of the power of our beliefs and how they guide our thought processes, how they guide our actions every day. And when we can become very aware of the beliefs that we have and how they're guiding us, where they come from and asking, you know, if they're ours, if they're serving us, this is incredibly important for everyone. But if we're talking specifically about speaking success, it's very, very important to Have that continual awareness of the beliefs and how they guide our actions. And we see these beliefs as reality. And that's why we don't often Mm -hmm. question them. We just think that they are, you know, that's the way it is because it's a belief that perhaps we've held for a very long time. And that's why it's really important to be conscious of it, to uncover them and release them if they're not serving us. Let me give you a couple of examples. A very common human feeling of insecurity, right? That that many people have. We call it imposter imposter syndrome, or a feeling of not being worthy of of where they are or what they're doing, right? And this can come from perhaps mistakes that we've made in the past and not realizing the benefit or the lesson that came from what you learned in, in making that mistake and how powerful that is. And so that sometimes guides us. Or other people, people who maybe care about us and have the best of intentions in mind sometimes cause us Encourage us to hold back, mm-hmm. to not try that that new thing, to not get out there and speak because it's based on their own beliefs, or perhaps them not wanting to for you to get hurt because mm-hmm. they're afraid of th- failure, right? So there are a lot of different ways that these beliefs manifest where they come from. Sometimes they come from parents, they could come from media, they could come from uh, peers, they could come from many, many different places. But if we just go through our lives, not conscious of where they come from, it, we could be believing things and perpetuating uh, bias and violence and things that if we were conscious about it, we would never want to do Right. And so that awareness is key. That's the most important part is to take time to look at the beliefs. For instance, you know, some people believe that they're not good at sales, so they don't Mm -hmm. try. Some people believe that they are, you know, that they are not as good as another speaker or Here's a big one. So a lot of times with speakers, they will say things like, oh, you know, I just, I love what I do so much, or I I love the topic that I speak on. I'm very passionate about it. I would do it for free. And then Mm -hmm. they do. (laughs) And the problem with this belief system is that you're devaluing all that goes into what you know, um, how you're serving. Uh, the the expertise that you've acquired, and the industry as a whole. So a lot of times speakers are out there because they love what they do. They're like, oh, I'll do it for free. Sure, I'll do it for free just because I like doing it. But what happens is that then um, meeting planners will say, okay, well, I've got a host of people that will do this for free, so we're not going to pay our speakers because I know I can get them for free. But do do you see how this can devalue the industry? And so we need to start shifting the belief from, I love this, so I would do it for free to, I put a lot of time and energy and expertise, knowledge into this. And so what I have to offer is of great value to people. And I have earned the right to ask my fee. Does that make sense? So you look Hmm. at it first, you become aware of the belief, and then you stop and you ask, Is this belief mine? Is it serving me? And then if not, you have to then shift it and say, how can I release this belief that's not serving me and then replace it? It's important that we replace the belief with one that does serve us. Right. So if there's this feeling of a lack of worthiness, you can stop and say, Hey, I have a lot of value to offer. That belief isn't serving me. It's not even real. It was never mine to begin with. So I'm going to release this belief and I'm going to replace it with a with reminder to myself every day of the value that I bring and how I serve my clients and what they are getting from it and how their mindset shifts because of what I am offering them. And so it's a three-part process, really, that awareness first, mm-hmm. releasing the belief that doesn't serve us, and then replacing it with a belief that does. And the TED talk that my most recent TED talk is really all about that, and um, and it many years I spent many years uh, doing the research on this, and and actually have a, a whole process that I go through with people to help them release those beliefs.
0: Mm-hmm. So replacing the, the beliefs. yeah. In, yes,
1: in, yes, we have in, to replace in the them three steps exactly. You yes, uh, because they lead to things like mm-hmm. you know a lot of times people don't even realize that. You know, something that they heard growing up may impact how they see other people, judgments that they have, assumptions that they mm-hmm. have that are not true. And if we just took the time to look at them, we can change the world, right? When we stop bias and violence, we have the capacity each individually to, in shifting our own beliefs, be able to make great change in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. You you mentioned um, the last one that you explain all these beliefs. You um, explain deeper the one I uh, I speak for free because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a mistake you explain pretty, pretty well. The first one I explained more quickly is about I'm not good at sales. And it's, it's very, very common, actually, especially oh, yes. new yeah. entrepreneurs, uh, new professional speakers, coaches that mm-hmm. have that belief and...
1: There's, there's a million of them, Oscar. So like, I'm not good at sales. If you mm-hmm. have that belief, what happens in your actions? You don't want to pick up the phone. You mm-hmm. uh, undervalue yourself. You don't want to have those conversations because you believe that you're not good at them. So they're uncomfortable now, right? Mm-hmm. But that belief is it's self-perpetuating because you are not picking up the phone. You are not getting sales. Therefore, you think that you're bad at them, mm. right? Same thing. A lot of times people will come to me with those beliefs that they believe are true, the reality, the ones that I mentioned. So it could be the sales. It could be, I don't have enough experience. Or sometimes it's, I have too much experience. (laughs) I don't have enough education. Or I have too much education. I'm too tall. I'm too short. You know, like it's (laughs) ridiculous how many times that we are so attached to a belief. That we think is fact, and it's not. If you look at it, you ask, "Is this true?" It's not true, right? And so, for me, when I was growing up, I had this feeling that I was bad at numbers, right? I, I wasn't that great at math, and so I, I, and it was reinforced for me. A teacher once said, "Oh, you're just bad at numbers. Don't worry about it," right? And so I came to believe this to be true. Now, can you imagine? How that would impact someone when they're starting their business. If you believe that you're bad at numbers and that, You know, that side of things, what do I do? I I maybe don't want to invoice people. I Mm -hmm. don't feel like I am good at creating contracts or discussing numbers or having those sales conversations, negotiating anything that's related to numbers. Mm -hmm. So I had to become aware of that belief myself and where it came from and that it's not actually true. And then I could replace it with. I am very good at this. And if I choose to do this activity in my business, I can excel at it. Now, granted, it is bookkeeping was one of the first things that I outsourced because (laughs) I didn't like it as much, but it's a conscious decision. Do you see the difference between allowing a belief? to guide your thoughts and your actions and your destiny versus becoming aware of them and consciously choosing. It's a big difference.
0: Yeah, it is. It is having, having the, the control. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You mentioned now uh, your, your last... TEDx talk. How how many you had? Can you tell us a bit of. Oh your yeah, so
1: I've done two so far. Mm-hmm. I did one in two thousand and thirteen, I believe, and that was on letting go. That was a lot of fun. That was in New York City, and then recently I was actually invited to do a, a TEDx in twenty twenty in May of twenty twenty. So it got pushed off, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Four times. (laughs) And we finally did it in March of 2021 uh, in Stanford. And that was, it was a lot of fun. And actually, you know, this is how the world works sometimes, the silver lining. I had a different topic that I was going to speak on in May of 2020 and that extra year that i was like oh i can't believe it got pushed off and this is so horrible and what a yeah. what a shame and it wasn't because it enabled me to finish the research that i was doing on the, these belief systems and and how they impact us and it made the talk when i did it in march of 2021 infinitely better than what i had originally prepared so recognizing that some of these challenges that come up for us in life, in in the world, in our businesses, are actually gifts when we... Mm-hmm. When we look at them that way, there's that silver lining that I mentioned, or where's the yes. lesson that I learned? How can I improve because of the setback? So that's how I I tend to see the world now, because it's happened so many times. So yeah, those are the two TED Talks that I've done. I, I love the TEDx experience. Oscar, you've done a TEDx, haven't you?
0: Well, I haven't. Not yet, actually.
1: Oh, you should. You'd be wonderful at it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah definitely i will, I will do it in 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 the future
1: yes definitely they're they're fun i you know the whole ted concept of that one important message mm-hmm. that that one thing that you have that you know that unique gift or that that piece of wisdom that you have that you want to share with the world in that concise format i think is brilliant
0: yeah it is i'm definitely a, a fan of uh as a concept yeah mm-hmm. and, and also to know uh, a bit more about your your creations you had two books as well too also two books right so
1: i do so my first book is find your fire the second book is teams on fire and as you know my you know, my podcast from fear to fire like my company name find your fire so it's all about the fire but the third book that I'm actually working on right now mm-hmm. is not because it's the first one that I've had a co-author. Uh-huh. So I have a co-author uh, named Will Lewis, who's a an amazing 92 year old man with an mm-hmm. unbelievable experience in in leadership and working in GE and and just the working with the FBI. Like he's had so much experience. And when we came together to write this book, it has been such a joy because I'm a collaborative person in writing my other two books by myself. I think I was leaving something on the table, not being able to collaborate like we are with our newest one called Where's the Office? Moving today's leaders from what is to what can be. It's going to be released soon. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. The third one is coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Heather, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation?
1: Oh, boy, that's hard because I love quotes. I'm constantly, uh, <laughs> you know, looking them up and sharing them out there on social media. You know what one I like, and it kind of ties in with what we've been talking about, is by um, Maya Angelou. And it's... You may not control all of the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Hmm. And I love that because there's such power in it, isn't there? Yes. You know, things happen in, the, like I mentioned, in the world. They they happen to us. Bad things happen sometimes, but you get to decide not to be reduced by them. I love that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are the one who decides. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's a good I haven't I think I haven't heard that before.
1: Could yeah, you... it's a, it's a good. She's mm-hmm. got a million good ones though. Yeah. She's, she's fantastic.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And now I would like to hear from you a recommendation of a, of a book in particular that you would like to share with us.
1: Mm. You know, I love reading and I oftentimes will pick books that are um, self-help or or related to my topic, but what I've started doing lately, and actually as a recommendation from my co-author, Will, mm-hmm. is to choose books that have absolutely nothing to do with what I do. <laughs> and so I recently read one called Living in a Mindful Universe uh-huh. by Ibn Alexander and Karen Newell. And it's a, a, a neurosurgeon's journey. And um, into having gone into a coma and what happened with it. It it is a brilliant book, but what I find really interesting is that when you go outside of your area of expertise, or if you, if you learn something that, that you wouldn't typically speak about, you get something out of it that you can use in your speaking and living in a mindful universe Added a whole texture t- to the book that we weren't originally going to put in there, but it has to do with that, that next level of communicating and an understanding, taking into account the intuition and that that uh, connection with the universe. And so I, I encourage people to pick up books or venture into a bookstore in a completely different area than you would normally go. And see how you can incorporate what you learn from that book into your speaking engagements, or the, the your perception of the world, and maybe how you communicate with other people. I I think that that's what I, I guess I began with talking mm-hmm. about ongoing curiosity. I yes. think that that is a great way to to grow as a speaker.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more about the curiosity in exploring topics or mm-hmm. themes that we are not so directly connected, or it's not part of our main activities. Yes. funny, very, yeah. very. And
1: you know what I found out? Like, so, so I do a lot of work um, on leadership, as you know, and in particular, one of the givebacks, the contribution work that I do has to do with helping students with learn the leadership skills that they need to to thrive in business. And one of the things that the leaders of companies tell me all the time when they're looking for new hires straight out of college is that they look for those new hires to have um, a breadth of experience. So, so what Mm -hmm. are some of the, the classes that they took that were the electives Mm -hmm. and how might they be able to incorporate some of those things into their area of expertise and what they're going to be doing in that in business world so like the the person who gets a job as an accountant perhaps but happens to have sculpting in their background and how that might help their perception of the world and what they bring to the table right and so sorry to go on about that but that's just something that came up for me recently in a program that i did on leadership
0: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely circles very well there the idea yeah. of the book you recommended. Uh, finally, could you recommend us well share with us an exercise, something something practical that we could do regularly? We call it a routine mm. to shine.
1: Yes. Okay. Let's see. I think it's really important for speakers to honor their energy. We give so much. And we need that constant, that light, that energy, that passion, and it can be exhausting. We spoke about that in the beginning, right? So in order for us to stay in that state of energized, dynamic, um, passion, we have to be aware of and honor our energy. And, uh, you know, we talked about moving your body, those uh, maybe morning walks or working out. I like mm-hmm. to, you know, ride bikes or dancing, getting back to either a class or even dancing in the kitchen. For <laughs> me, I'm an adventure junkie. And so I make sure To incorporate adventure into my life. Now, some people might be like, Oh, well, that's, that's frivolous or, you know, that's not something that you need to do, but it is because what it does for me is it energizes me. It it gets me excited about life and that excitement about life transfers into Onto the stage or into the virtual platform, however you're doing your speaking engagement, you need to honor your energy and incorporate things that bring you joy. Now, the nice thing about for me and having that adventure side as something that energizes me is that I always get a lesson from it too. So I tell stories in my keynotes about, you know, the lessons that I got on teamwork and in rock climbing or the lessons that I got on pushing past your your boundaries of of fear and jumping out of an airplane, or what I learned about myself and my deeper fears in a self-deprivation tank or whatever it might be, right? So I get the lessons that I incorporate Mm -hmm. into my keynotes from this thing that also gives me energy. So what is it for you, Oscar? What do you do to energize and keep yourself you know, with that high level of passion.
0: <laughs> well, definitely not not so adventurous things like jumping from from a plane.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, no, you don't want to jump from an airplane. <laughs> I
0: don't know, but I don't do it. I haven't done it. I don't. I don't do it regularly, at least. Yeah, that, that's a great question. I have to say, yeah, talking with people, different people, like like talking with you, for instance, for me, talking mm-hmm. interesting people is is energizes me. So it's, it's it's that's that's one of the things. I enjoy a that's lot. That's
1: a great one. Mm. That's a great one. And that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast too. And I'm assuming why you did as well, mm. is we have the the great pleasure of speaking with people that we can learn from every day. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed when you came on my From Fear to Fire podcast, you did a, a great job on that. And Thank I you. think that that is important to, as speakers, any speakers that are listening to this, is to find people that are further on uh, the journey, perhaps, or know something different than mm-hmm. than you do, and and get energy from those those connections and those conversations. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks a lot, Heather, for for all this super interesting conversation. Please, for the ones who would like to continue the conversation with you or um, get in mm-hmm. touch with you, what are the best ways for that?
1: Ah, Okay. Thank you. So I love to connect with people. People can reach out to me anytime. Heather Hansen O'Neill. Hansen is H-A-N-S-E-N. O'Neill is O-N-E-I-L-L. You're going to find me. That's my website, heatherhansenoneill.com. You can email me, heather at heatherhansenoneill.com. If you search for me on LinkedIn, um, you can check out my LinkedIn lives or Instagram or Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Please reach out if anyone has any questions about anything.
0: Okay, fantastic. Again, thanks a lot, Heather, for this conversation and all the best.
1: Thank you so much, Oscar. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com Until next time...